Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and all the way from the States, doing absolutely some incredible things for people, is Mindy uh, Shire. Am I, have I pronounced it right? I don't. Oh, excellent. Good. Now, she blew me away at our um, Step Out, Step Up, and uh, um, Speak Out uh, talk that happens on the 8th of every month. If you go to events on my website, you will see the event. I do encourage you to come and listen to all these incredible women that speak all day. And Mindy spoke there and she blew my socks off and I was champing at the bit in chat saying, I've got to interview, got to interview you. And she's doing incredible things. But I want to start off how, you know, she's a designer and it's, you know, the beautiful touching story of her son who has some challenges saying, mom, I want to wear jeans to school. And then her having a whole load of tears and realizing how do I make jeans for him that's easy to get in and out. And in discovering, give him that dignity, give him that respect where he can feel, I can wear jeans and feel normal like the other kids. And then going on a year's journey to understand everybody's differently abledness. Some people want to call them disabilities. Let's call them differently abled, different shapes and sizes, different challenges. And she researched all of this to understand how to actually change the fashion world. Then she was bold enough to go and put a presentation together for Tommy Hilfiger. And in doing this, uh, in her speech, apparently three minutes in, they said, stop, we're on. And she said, no, I haven't seen my family in a month putting this together. You're going to listen to the whole presentation. (laughs) I love that gumption. And she has presented and aligned with Tommy Hilfiger on this wonderful clothing for differently abled people. And it's absolutely blown away people and, and just given people that you see me, I count. It doesn't matter what my what my body is like, what vessel I'm in. You see me and I count and I can step up and I can be the flawsome person that I am. And then it's gone taken on so well that she started another company called Gamut. And we're going to be talking about all of this today. But high respect, my love, high respect for the work that you're doing. But we never know where those origins are going to start or who triggers it. Right. And it was your son. It absolutely was. So that journey, I mean, having those tears, you know, my poor son feels like he's left out. I, I bet you had no idea it was going to go where it's gone. Absolutely. Here's the interesting thing. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. My pleasure. So honored and excited. Um, and I think this definitely helped with the the journey a bit is that I was never able to be a small thinker Mm -hmm. um, in that when I decided I wanted to be a fashion designer, I didn't want to be just a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a global brand. I wanted to be the next Betsy Johnson. (laughs) So I think in the path that I I went on, which was completely opposite of where I thought I'd be right now, when I saw 
the impact of the genes that I modified for Oliver at eight years old. And and by the way, for the the listeners, they were the worst design I've ever done. They were really <laughs> not good. Um, it was two o'clock in the morning. I was utilizing anything that I had from peel and stick Velcro to rubber bands to anything that this child would be able to dress himself the next morning. But it was palpable to see the transformation that yes. came over him from a pair of jeans that honestly, myself included, we all take for granted. Yes, right? that, yes. Wow, if I want to wear jeans tomorrow, I'll wear jeans. If I want to wear a dress, I'll wear a dress. For Oliver and the 1.8 billion people on our planet that have a disability. Can you repeat that again? I know it's hard to. It's it it so is hard, hard to fathom, me. isn't it? And, and people that have been just dismissed for so long. Exactly. So it's 1.8 billion people on our planet identify with having a disability. And the reason why I focused on that word is because actually that number is much higher for people that don't identify. Right. Uh, For reasons of fear, they're going to be judged. There are all the millions of reasons why they would not. So it's actually much higher. Um, A couple other really important facts. Number one, it's the largest minority on our planet are people with disabilities. And number two, it's the only minority that any one of us could be a part of at any point in our life. Yes, absolutely. You cannot say that about any other minority, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to change, you know, your minority of of how you identify. Um, So, but this is really a powerful message and something that, I myself didn't know until Mm -hmm. Oliver came into my life. But going back to the the big thinking, when I saw the impact that this had on Oliver, I couldn't imagine, again, the 1.8 billion people, how were they managing clothing challenges? This was so big to me that I felt like if I, only did this for my son what impact would that really have on on the world mm-hmm. yes it would have a you know a wonderful impact on my son and our family but if i really wanted to have an impact on my son then i needed to go with that small goal of of changing the industry not yes. just a pair of jeans right Yes. I'm, I'm, you know, you, there was somebody on Project Runaway a few years ago that, you know, started designing for people that had a challenge with somebody, I think, that was in a wheelchair. And then it kind of became her passion and her calling to go that way. You know, I can't believe nobody's representing, you know, these people. Let's give them that same sense of pride and you know feeling good which we take for granted right because we can throw on this and throw on that and uh, and you know they can't you know the difficulty of getting dressed or finding something that fits within a wheelchair or you know this shape that shape whatever the case is um and i think is uh one of the things we don't do enough of is respect of other people and their differences you know there's always this judgment that if you're not the same then there's something wrong with you which Absolutely. you know there's a beautiful word called flawsome everybody's flawed and you can 
can be awesome in your flaws, right? And oh, and I love that. It's a beautiful word, isn't it? Flawsome. Awesome. You know, let's be flawsome. We have flaws, but we can be awesome about it, right? Which I think is, you know, yeah. Who I, I don't know that. for that. Who, who came up with that phrase? I don't know. It's somebody. It's something that I saw a few years ago, and I, I that that is my word. It's and, amazing. And it just speaks so much because who doesn't have a flaw? But you know, we actually become awesome because of our flaws because our challenges make us stronger mm -hmm. but the fact that you are a, a go-getter and a person that thinks big in the first place you know this woman probably went on to have a nice niche but you kind of went up the ladder a little further and <laughs> says I'm not just going to do it here I'm going to encompass the whole umbrella and you know having the gumption to go okay I'm, I'm going to approach Tommy Hilfiger's brand why him I, I will say that, you know, coming from the industry definitely helped in the, mm -hmm. in the cross section of my world. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, at that point I had already worked in the industry easily 15 years and I had made connections, but this is why I took a step back knowing the industry, the way that I did, I knew that I couldn't just go to the CEO of Tommy Hilfiger and say, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. I better have research to back it up. I better have prototypes to show what I mean. Um, all of the things that are really required in a re in the research phase, which I do talk a lot with up and coming designers or startup brands, et cetera, that that is so critical. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to think I have the greatest idea and I'm gonna just go for it you got to unfortunately reel it back yes. and, and spend the time really knowing what you're talking about. And truthfully, at that stage, I only knew my world with Oliver. Yeah. And it was fairly new. He was eight years old. I only yeah. had eight years of mm -hmm. living with a person with a disability. I didn't know what somebody in a wheelchair needed. I didn't know what somebody with a limb difference, Down syndrome, autism, yes. all of the other hugely different disabilities out there. So that's why I really did take my time. And I spent a year doing solid research of focus groups, surveys, going to hospitals, going to schools, talking to anybody that would talk to me because I really had one shot with the big guys. Yes. And if I didn't go in there with the confidence of that, I knew what I was talking about and I could back it up with data. I could back it up with the people in the population, my son included, who really needed this. So really it was that combination of utilizing all my contacts to get up to that level of, of C-suite and of a global brand, but also convincing people along the way that I knew what I was talking about. So they were more comfortable to introduce me to the next person. Yeah. And that person introduced me mm -hmm. to the next person. I, you know, by no means did I knock on the door and say, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> I have a big mouth and red hair, but that, um, fire's coming through your door. <laughs> exactly. But it, it really wasn't that simple. It right. really was step by step getting believers. And how, you know, getting the believers required a lot of work before that. I had to believe in what I was yes. saying. Was yes. I right? And yeah. believe me, there were so many iterations of things that modifications that I developed or design changes that I made that 
once we went into the focus group and I had, I was in front of 15 people with all different disabilities, they were like, no, <laughs> that's not going to work. And I was like, oh, I thought that was the best idea. And that kind of goes to the, the, the bigger notion and really has been the underlining uh, role throughout this whole process is that I can't do anything as either whether it's runway dreams or gamut management without including people with disabilities at every stage of the process. It's just exactly they're your models, literally. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we think fashion, we think beauty. Mm -hmm. And we think it's only kind of for, for the rich or the extremely thin or the celebrities and that you know, we can't look like that. And that's just mainstream people feeling like that, exactly. right? <clears throat> so anybody that has a challenge, differently shaped physical challenge, even emotional challenge, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and it's like, well, who's designing for me? You know, um, we're just kind of thrown to the side. Yes. You know, we're, we're that embarrassment that no fashion house wants to look at, yes. right? So we've just got to make do, put the tent on and, you know, nobody sees what's underneath and, or they don't know the difficulties of somebody with arthritis or difficulties of doing up a button. All right. Or never mind a hook and eye or anything else that's more integrated. Or, as you said, putting on the pants for somebody that, you know, has maybe paralyzed. How do they do that? And there's so many things that we kind of take for granted that we don't look at the struggle every day for somebody just to get dressed. And you exactly. mentioned Down syndrome. And I have a 10-week-old grandson with Down syndrome. And mm -hmm. we don't know what challenge he's, he's going to have because they're all at different levels, right? But to know that there is something there for him, that if he has difficulty doing buttons or if he has difficulty doing that, that there is a line for him that he can wear with that dignity, that ease, where he can feel independent and strong, right? I mean, that's what every mother wants for their child. That's the reason why no, you stay up to two o'clock in the morning doing those dreams. <laughs> and we'll put a little asterisk on him, and congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Um, when we start talking about Gamut, because it actually is the product plus how our world views mm. people with disabilities. Yes. Yes. That that is another big, big, big piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we we look at each other because society has dictated this. And you know, I say society everything wrong with everybody in the world is with society's dictation of what quote quote should be the norm or yeah. how we should, 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 should. And all those shoulds are always pitting people against each other and not embracing the vessel we're in and for me Absolutely. you know it's heart soul and spirit that i look to mm -hmm. the vessel you're in is just the vessel you're in right okay. you know that's the package and but mm -hmm. if the package is endearing is 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 beautiful that soul the heart comes out or feels beautiful that it matches the heart and soul within then you've got a package that you know people want to be drawn around no matter yes. what and that's what the dignity and respect we should all have as human beings Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, as you said, you went on this journey and even you had the, you know, the differently able people saying, uh-uh, good idea, but ain't going to work. And and it really does open your mind, doesn't it, to... Um... Oh, it definitely, it definitely does. First of all, it <laughs> really secured the notion that this was a whole different type of design process. Mm -hmm. And it is solely consumer driven. 
Right. This really isn't a designer on the planet, myself included, that can design for people with disabilities without including them in the process. It's just, it's too diverse. It is too, um, it, as you said, which I think is so beautiful, you know, people with disabilities are natural innovators. They figured yes. out how to navigate this world that wasn't created for them. Right. So we should be learning from them. And it's yes. a very backwards <laughs> way that yeah. the design world thinks that the world should, you know, kind of go into what designers say is how you should wear it or what you should wear. But it's quite the opposite with designing for people with disabilities. They are the leaders. They are. And, you know, we've, again, when somebody has a flaw of any kind, and especially if it's a physical one, people automatically, um, automatically look down on them as less than. Mm. Right. And you have people in the height of sports that have an accident and suddenly now they're paraplegics and they, they can't walk. But those are the innovators that say, OK, I can't do that anymore, but I'm going to take the same love and passion and go and do this. It just means I've got to adapt. Right. right. They're not less than a person. So why do we look at somebody who's born that way as less than a, less than? Exactly. And in many cases, and we, we do experience this a lot, both personally and professionally, that people actually don't even speak directly mm. to the person with a the disability. They'll more turn to me first and say, does he, what? This? <laughs> and I mean, Oliver's 18 years old. He is a full-blown adult. He can most definitely answer for himself, but it is that uncomfortable what do we do how do we talk you know do i address him do i address the caregiver etc and you know again i i i go back to that this is so much bigger than yes. than product yeah. it's so much bigger than modeling or acting mm -hmm. or all the other things that we're doing it's about our world understanding that people with disabilities are people first Exactly. They are deserve the respect and treatment as any one of us do. And it's, you know, getting comfortable with that. It's, it's getting comfortable with, with being comfortable that people come in all different shapes, sizes, and abilities. Right. I had a woman on many years ago whose daughter, um, from having a vaccine, ended up being a paraplegic because there was something wrong with the vaccine. And the mm -hmm. only way she could communicate was through blinking of her eyes. All right. And it was blink, 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 you know, and communicating that way. And I think if you meet somebody and you're quite, don't quite know how to actually, you know, um, engage with them, direct eye contact with a smile. Yes. Hi, how are you? Mm -hmm. it, it breaks the ice. It says, oh, you, you're looking at me. You're seeing me. You want to connect with me. That exactly. is the door opener right there. Why, why do we have this thing that we can't do that? You know, it, no matter what they're in, they're, they're a human being. Yes. And we, we, we have that problem in communicating with each other, quote, quote, normal people. So when we look at anybody that's differently abled, it, it becomes something that we're fearful of. And that is something that's been imposed on us. Yes. Who the heck said that they're any different? They're just more challenged. But where they're challenged in one area, you'll generally find they excel in another area because of absolutely the adaptability yes. absolutely yes we sell them short and in doing so we're selling society short 
by our limitations that we impose upon each other, right? Again, we're flawsome, awesome people. We're incredible uh, um, abilities that we haven't even scratched on yet because we've kept each other small. And we've also said that we have to apologize for who we are. Nobody needs to apologize, right? For your reactions, if you do something to hurt another, yes. But to uh, for your existence as a human being in whatever shape and size you or color or sexuality you're in, you don't need to apologize. It's first be kind to yourself so that kindness can exude to everyone else. Absolutely. And we have to be able to show that outwardly as well in our, in our mainstream world, what people are consuming, what they're seeing, yes. what they're reading, what they're... To, to really show a, a different landscape of different yeah. colors, yes. of different abilities, of different everything. That's what makes our world so interesting. Yes. I mean, can you imagine if we, you know, we've seen plenty of movies like this where everybody's dressed the same, like droids, yeah. right? But, you know, somebody gets a splash of color in it. Uh, there was that movie, was it Pleasantville? Where yes, I they, love that right, movie. Yes. yes, where they went back in time into a 50s movie, everything was black and white. And as they became more aware of them as a human being, they turned into color. And exactly. it just kind of shows us that uh, sometimes just putting something on with a particular splash of color, color itself, everything is a frequency, but color itself has healing uh, modalities of whatever color you're putting on, right? It's it's proven that color can raise certain vibrations. So like when you are depressed or you are down or you're not feeling well, that is time to put on color, right? Because the color is actually going to feed you. So and you can see it in someone, you know, they suddenly put this color on and like, they come alive. A personality changes, they're feeling it. Not only because they've seen themselves in the mirror and they go, I like what I see, but it's feeding them like our chakras are all the colors. If you're craving certain foods of certain color, that is your chakra that's needing to be fed. So we need to pay attention to when we crave a particular color. I love that. And actually, on that note, there is um, a scientific um, notion called enclosed cognition. Mm -hmm. It is scientifically proven that when you wear something that makes you feel good because you like the way it fits you because you like the color because it's super fashionable whatever it is it actually has a direct scientific yes. correlation to your self-esteem and confidence yes so when you reverse that in that you don't have anything mm -hmm. that you that makes you feel good when you wear it that actually has a detrimental effect, yeah. which leads actually also to depression and anxiety and all things. So what I love so much about that is, you know, people have, you know, in the past said, oh, you know, the fashion industry, you're not sending people to the moon. You're not, <laughs> you know, creating the next, you're not curing No, you're, do, you're providing something you're wearing every day. <laughs> exactly. And now there's science behind how important it is to who we are as people and how we feel about ourselves. Um, and, on, and I say this all the time, going back to the story with Oliver, what he communicated to me was that not being able to wear jeans made him feel disabled. Exactly. Made him physically feel beyond what he couldn't do mm. physically, mentally, emotionally, yeah. and made him feel disabled. I think what we need to actually understand 
the looking good and the feeling good go hand in hand. And I'm mm -hmm. not talking about vanity here. Exactly. I'm talking about that, you know, when you put something on and you know how it is, you, you're going somewhere special and I'm going to wear that. And then you wake up in the morning. No, 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 no. I don't feel like that today. Yes. And you just go through your wardrobe like crazy and ah, oh, no, no, this feels right. It's all about feeling. And then when you feel good, you look good. And when you look good, you feel good. And that's when everything about you elevates and illuminates from you. Absolutely. That's what we want more of that human beings to, to rise up to this higher frequency of consciousness. Because when you are actually in self-joy, you are actually sharing joy with everyone else. Everybody starts to feel good. Right? Exactly. And I think, quite honestly, we're in a world that's full, full of misery. You know, that's feeling good or something that is essential to our well-beingness as human society. And we had an example of that right before we got um, on the podcast when we were mm. just chatting. Yes. I said, is this voice or are people going to see this? And you said people are going to see this. And I ran to get the hat <laughs> because I feel so much better when I'm wearing a hat. I love the way I love the way. It looks, I love the way it feels. I think it's fun. You can change it all the time. And if I wanted to be the best version of myself, I knew I'd better put this hat on. Well, you know, it, and this is what kind of some people don't understand, but certain pieces of clothing are like companions, mm. right? You know, that hat gives you that sense of. Definitely. It's a companion. It's got you, you know, you, you feel confident in it. So when you put it on, it's like that companion saying, I've got you. It's like yeah. when you have certain favorite outfits that you go to, favorite, favorite go-tos that you go to. It's that familiar that you know is always going to make you feel a certain way, right? And that's the reason why we're drawn to certain things over and over again. And so yeah. this is why I think in any wardrobe, um, disabled wardrobe or anybody's wardrobes, you have those steadfast things that you know, you know, and that you can mix and match that can go with something brand new and fashionable in this season. But it's that kind of classic in your wardrobe that could be flexible and adaptable to anything. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody has been designing for the differently able, so they could only get whatever they could get to wear. But now they actually have a choice of being yes. able to have. These are the go-tos, my basics. I can rely on them. But you know, today I feel a little dash and a little flash and I want to mm -hmm. add that to the wardrobe. And they can because they're being designed for. Yes. And it's increasing more and more. So when, when I started Runway Dreams in 2014, we had our first New York Fashion Week show uh, in 2016. And we had one brand and that was Tommy Hilfiger. The whole show was all the adaptive products that we worked with them on developing. Now, as I'm, we are close to our 2023 show, which will be September 13th for New York Fashion Week, we are going to have nine global brands Wonderful. on our runway that are not only dedicating resources and putting money behind creating adaptive versions of their products, but they as companies are really um, dedicated to understanding that the consumer with a disability is as important as their consumer without. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. Over here in Canada, we have a company called Reitman's. 
And something that they've done in the in the recent years is they've taken from their zero to their plus sizes, mm-hmm. where you can get the same design, whatever size you want, where it used to be plus sizes was the, and, and the other sizes the were that. No right. windows. Yeah. Like, yes. And you talk know, about I, making you feel awful. Oh, I mean, you're going to in a plus size department. Right. And I'm a full figured woman. I'm very, very curvy. And, you know, sometimes the waist is smaller than the hips and this and that. And it's so hard to actually find something that, that fits. But when you do find that something and you put it on and suddenly you don't see, you, you know, the, the lumps and the bumps anymore. You just feel, oh, va, 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 boom. Yes. You know, I just exactly. feel like a, a, a woman. I can carry my confidence. I can carry myself. And it's, and we want the clothes. We don't want the clothes to be walking in before us. We want the clothes to complement who we are, mm-hmm. to extend our essence out there so that when people see us in that clothing, yes, it's a beautiful piece of clothing, but they're seeing the beauty of us. Yes, completely agree. So everybody should have that right to do so. And it's so interesting that only now, you know, we're, we're only now seeing in some of these shows plus size figures being designed for, mm-hmm. right? And and my very first article I ever wrote was, um, uh, you know, about what men think of. And it was all about the designers. And this is not gay bashing folks, but it was all about uh, young gay men designing in their image flat chested, no hipped, no shape. <laughs> and it's like, well, where am I in that? Ah, I love that. Right. And it's like, I'm yeah. a full figured woman. We've gone from the fifties and the sixties. So shape to twiggy flat and nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you love that design, but where am I in that? Who's designing mm-hmm. for me? And it and it became, and I actually um, had a company called, you know, passion for fashion where I would take people shopping for clothing um, because, you know, it would be, I just don't know how to put pieces together. I just don't know where to go for, for you know, finding that something. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed putting people's wardrobes together because it was, it's the confidence that they felt. You know, this Absolutely. is like, I feel like I'm walking to any arena and feel confident in who I am. Exactly. So again, exactly. the clothes are complimenting you. Just like a relationship should compliment mm-hmm. you, folks. Not complete, you compliment you, right? Yes. The completion is the whole package. So the challenge is on, you know, kind of Tommy Hilfiger, and you kind of don't think about Tommy Hilfiger going down this path. You kind of, you know, wouldn't think that, right? So when you did actually say Tommy Hilfiger, it did make me turn my head of how mm-hmm. you managed to convince him. But then in I loved your, your presentation where you said to your family, you know, I'm, I'm not here for a month. And then three minutes into it, they said, deal. And you go, uh-uh, you're listening to the whole presentation. <laughs> and that and that's itself. actually a really true story. The CEO, well, he shares that often too. Um, I mean, mind you, I had already like sweat through my clothes. I was like <laughs> speaking under the table. But um, it, was, um, it was a pivotal moment. It really was because to have a company of that level really understand the importance of this and not just the importance what i loved about what they understood was the business opportunity yes. of this. um and that's and why really, really important done? yeah it had never been done it is yeah. complete white space it's still even though we've made wonderful amazing progress we have a ton to go yes i mean every in my and while i'm still able to move on this planet 
um, every brand, whether yeah. it's budget or luxury, yes. should have adaptive or universal options. Exactly. Absolutely. Mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, quite honestly, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter the, the size, the shape, the, the whatever, the color, the anything else. We're all human beings. We all have to be clothed. Otherwise, we'd all go around naked. We exactly. all have to be clothed. And so why should we not have the respect and the dignity of wearing something that A, is easy to, and to get in and out of, but also that makes us feel good, that represents who we are. Everybody should have that right to do so. And it should be at everybody else's income level, not just for the rich and the privileged. Right. But on the other side, it should also be offered for the rich and privileged. Yes. Because yes. Right now. Across the spectrum. Absolutely. That's that's the the reality about disability, right? Mm -hmm. It could be anybody at any time of their life, whether you have gazillion dollars in your bank account or you have very few dollars in your bank account. It doesn't care. And so, therefore, we have to broaden the spectrum of having options for everyone. And that is something that we're, you know, really working hard to have that kind of stretched across the board that, look, there's a, a, a real notion of the aging population. Yes. That is a- I'm a baby boomer, yes. <laughs> of the, the disability community, even though generally the aging population doesn't always love to be considered part of that. Mm -hmm. Arthritis is the number one biggest portion of disability. It is the largest percentage by far. Which and is in that chat I said to you, what about arthritis? Exactly. Right? You know, exactly. the hands are where they can't do the buttons anymore, exactly. you know, and, and things become, and we take, we, we go, well, what do you mean? You've still got your arms and legs, you, you know, why can't you dress yourself or why are you having difficulty with this? And they just, and of course, again, it goes to that we feel shamed because we can't do that anymore. So what happens? People stop going out. People stop, you know, exactly. they shut themselves off because, well, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that more. You know, people are going to judge me. People are going to shame me. People are going to make fun of me. And it's like, forget it. Where did polyester yeah. come in? <laughs> Stretch pants put on easy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Where there's a need, yes. right? Where there is a need, open the door. And there is that opportunity and every business has the right to uh to make money because the more money they make the more they can actually seed in opportunities for others right because i'm a huge about giving back but don't you know don rue's um, agreements the four agreements you know oh, i love that i love it yeah. i love it speak with integrity yeah. right you know don't assume ask inquire Right. And again, don't take things personally when people are dumping on you. It's their opinion. It's their issue. It's not yours. And do your very best gauged on your own perception of what your best is. But I think the biggest one is don't assume. How do we know until we ask? And don't ask in, in a way that makes somebody feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Inquire as that you really are interested in knowing. Absolutely. And, and look, I, I, I never want to speak on behalf of the population. I am only speaking on behalf of those that I've shared this with mm -hmm. me, but a large percentage of them prefer the people ask. Yes. How, it's what, easier to explain 
then exactly. you're passing judgment on something you don't understand. I exactly. And so, you know, were you born with a limb difference or yeah. did something happen to you? Um, are you know why are you in a wheelchair? In Oliver's case, why do you walk funny? That's from a kid's perspective. I would recommend right. saying yeah. that a little nicer, a little differently, yes. but rather than assuming that and this is actually true that he's been out in social circumstances um you know thought of that maybe he was under the influence mm. literally that yes. because he walks with a cadence that makes it look like he could be drunk right um but that's a terrible assumption isn't it isn't that you have awful? people with parkinson's i had a friend exactly. with um with had it, it was parkinson's spoke on from broken back and literally the police knew him because he walked all the time and they would find him doing this and they kind of think he's in distress and they go oh yeah. hi bill how are you is having a hard day yeah right because they got to know that this was just one of his challenges but one of his ways of getting through it was just keep walking right oh, I love that. So again that i think that assumption it should be up near neon lights mm -hmm. don't assume ask inquire yeah. inquire and and who are you to think that anybody is less than just because they don't have the same as you exactly so i mean that's a huge way we've got to go as a human nature and you know mm -hmm. let's think about it you know the clothing this whole clothing line is a wonderful education and opening up to that conversation for people that were just completely out to lunch on it all right and i i absolutely agree and on that note which i'm really excited about i'm going to transition us over to gamut mm -hmm. um because there's something that I want to share with you that that really speaks to that. So when we partnered with Tommy Hilfiger, it really did open the floodgates to so many other brands and even other industries like the entertainment industry started reaching out to Runway Dreams. How do we develop product? How do we get people with disabilities on our runway? How do we get people with disabilities in our commercials or our movies? Or the requests were boundless. And it became very clear that if people were reaching out to a nonprofit, first of all, that really doesn't do a lot of what they right. were asking, then there must be another company needed to be born. Yeah. So in 2019, I started Gamut Management as the first of its kind consulting and talent management company exclusively in the adaptive space. So right. we only represent people with disabilities and we only work with companies to help them become disability confident, whether that is developing products or services or internally in their hiring practices, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and when we kind of talk about the education, as, mm -hmm. as you just said, one thing that Gamut is creating a groundswell on this year is really working to have July 26 be a national holiday. So July 26 is the anniversary of the creation of the ADA, the Americans Disabilities Act. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I don't know how much Canada knows about this, but I don't know if there's a similar act um, in Canada Not that, I'm that, but that I'm aware of. It's really our governing um, act that was put into place that gives rights to people mm -hmm. with disabilities um in the workplace in uh schools in um requiring uh handicapped bathrooms or ramps or right. all the things that are I'm sure kind of in our, our mainstream worlds it's amazing and judy human 
who unfortunately just passed away was really the the brilliant behind it um i highly recommend the movie that's on netflix called crip crip c-r-i-p camp it's all about the creation of the ada it's brilliant brilliant movie and amazingly done i think it won uh an oscar for the documentary that year um anyway so we are working to create a groundswell to we are giving our employees off on J July 26th and so is Runway of Dreams, but to really create this this movement of understanding why that's so important. Why why was the creation of the ADA so important for the population of people with dis disabilities? It really relates to things like why I started educating yes. the industry and the fact that people with disabilities are people first, but also they're consumers. Yes. You're missing out on yes. tremendous revenue streams. And it's really because they didn't understand. Yeah. They didn't understand that there are modifications that could be made to mainstream clothing to make it usable for more people. And that is uh, this shirt behind me, for example, is one of the first that um was launched with with tommy this was a part of the very first collection so this is a a typical tommy hilfiger button-down shirt and his classic um plaid style mm -hmm. and the buttons are just simply replaced with magnets so right. they close their own that's it that's all it requires to open and close the shirt as you can see i'm doing yes. it with one hand and that's yeah. it yeah, so, no, no press studs, no buttons, not trying to do anything, just put it together yeah. and the magnets will draw themselves to a close. Exactly. So it's really about being innovative in your thinking. And look, the button in the buttonhole, I don't remember if I shared this when I spoke, but do you know when that was developed or oh, created? You did talk about it. I think she even did a question on it, but it, yeah. it really surprised me of how far back it went. Was it 16th century or something? 13th, 13th, 13th right wow. wow so the fact that we are at at large yes. still using technology that yeah. was developed in the 13th century when we yeah. literally can run our lives through this thing yes <laughs> the phone <text. laughs> almost hard to get your head around right well so, i mean we look at the invention of velcro and how would that change the industry yeah. right or how about texting yes texting was developed as an alternate communication tool for people mm -hmm. that could not communicate in a typical way now it is categorically the most used form of communication by everyone it is same premise yes i I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age i still before the conversation <laughs> definitely i like the i i prefer I fat fingers i'm always putting the you know like yeah. i remember sending to my daughter one time i'm sick and it came out i'm dick you know <laughs> my fingers are always putting the wrong thing in but the point is the technology is there that if used properly i mean any technology can be bad if it's used unwisely but when we look at the technology like when we're talking ai right now and all the advantages that that is bringing about wrong hands bad good hands creative right yeah. as with anything mm -hmm. but you know the the other thing that um 
that fascinates me about this is, as you said, like 13th century for button and holes. And it's like, you know, quite amazing. And remember when the zip came in and how that revolutionized clothing. And now we're looking simply at, at magnets and who else what's going to be down the road. But when you've got people seeing, oh, gosh, well, this is an industry I haven't even noticed. And this is what they need to make it easier. It's opening the door to all these other lovely, geeky creatives that say, well, have you thought about this? Yes. Right. Something that we haven't even that's not even on the radar right now, but they know that this is something that would make life easier for people. And so there's always industry. There's always industry that can come out of this creativity that not only could be serving to the people, but make the money that industries need to make in exactly. order to be able to give back. So it's very, very important to see that. Um, I know you use models. You know, uh, we're definitely abled on your runway, which, uh, you know, I've seen the videos and, and it's like the the chuffedness, you know, the the walking down the, you know, the, the aisle or rolling down or whatever they're doing. It's like I'm seen, I'm seen, I'm no longer somebody's turning away because they don't know what to say or they don't want to look at me. I'm beautiful, right? Um, I'm handsome and it's wonderful to see. But let's just take five years ago or 10 years ago, even on shows like uh, AV, ADT, you know, America's Got Talent, we're seeing people coming out with no limbs or people have no voices or people mm -hmm. that are blind or people that are this or that. Whereas in the past, it would be, oh, no, you can't have that. You can't show that on TV. It will offend people. Now we are celebrating them. Exactly. Um, there is a wonderful woman who I'm sure your clothing would be fabulous for called Keshi. Um, who I've interviewed three times now, and she went on to AGT as a singer, but she's burnt 65% of her body, right? So, you know, her oh, thing yes, is... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I have, I have met her. We've been, uh, we were both speakers at the same engagement, and she sang, and she's magnificent. Yes, she's a wonderful personality. Every time I've yeah. interviewed you, she's you know, the simple thing is, you know, the only thing I have to yes. deal with daily is itching. I itch all the time. You know what it's like when you've got an itch, you go crazy, right? Yes. And she lives with it daily, and yet she gets out there and she sings, and she just lets her heart and soul come out, right? And, but when she first went on stage, people were, oh, didn't know what to say, didn't know what to react. And mm -hmm. then she started singing, and people's heart and souls just opened up to her because the beauty shone out. But Absolutely. I know she has difficulty with her hands, right? So... Exactly. There is, you know, there, there is a whole other people that for one reason or the other, they want to look beautiful. They are represented as, as uh, people in the community. And why should we not give them, give them the attention and the, and what they need? Everybody deserves that. Now, I know you've got the, the 13th of September runway coming out. That's not really open to the public, right? It's um, it most certainly is. Yes. Oh, it is. Well, there, there's tickets that can be purchased um, to come see the show. So it's during New York Fashion Week on September 13th. It's at a venue in Brooklyn mm -hmm. called Powerhouse Arts. It's an extraordinary venue. Um, our tickets uh, will be going for sale probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it is generally we, we do sell out. So if anybody is interested, I, I highly recommend checking the website. Uh, which is runwayofdreams.org. Mm -hmm. um, but we're really, really excited about this year's event. It will be our, our biggest show. Uh, we will have over 70 models with all different disabilities, ethnicities, 
races, you got it, you name yeah. it, all different disabilities. The box of chocolates. Exactly, right? <laughs> damn it, as yes. I'd like to yes. say. Um, and um, so that's on September 13th. And then on the gamut side of the house, which I'm really excited about, we had a big moment yesterday that the first product to receive uh, the gamut seal of approval, which is the first certification mark in the adaptive space, um, was received by the Adidas backpack, which is a new adaptive backpack. And it um, is has prominent uh, seal messaging on it so that the consumer knows that this product was designed with and for people with disabilities and approved by people with disabilities. And it's kind of like the fast pass to know that this company, that Adidas really did it the right way, um, included people with disabilities in the process, mm -hmm. Um, didn't just say my this bag is adaptive. They worked really hard, really authentically, and it was um, approved by a separate group of people with disabilities. And we're really excited about finally having uh, a certification mark in the adaptive space. Do you know a Rob Shear of Comfort Cases? I don't. Okay, another in incredible human being that you need to meet that uh, uh, as a foster child, uh, everything was in a plastic bag. And then 40 years later, they take uh, on foster children and they still have all their belongings in a plastic bag. And so he started a thing called Comfort Cases so that each child would have their own bag. That's right. So and so they have some dignity. And of course, he's been in the White House. He's been on Sesame Street, on Ellen DeGeneres. He's been with me three times. He's writing a chapter in my Forgotten Children series. Incredible human being. But for him to know about those bags, because of foster children coming again, all shapes and sizes, right? Absolutely. So yeah. his organization would be great to represent that. But even in, in the clothing side of it, because this is, yeah. for, you know, for him, it is about he was a throwaway child. Right. This is we throw away our children way too much. And it's like so many of them have emotional, but also physical challenges. And, and and that makes it even harder for them to find a home or or to feel they belong. So, you know, across the board, I want people who've listened to the show today, not only know that no matter what your physicality is, there's a fashion for you. Absolutely. Right. But also and we are working hard to make it more and more and more, more accessible. Options. And really giving um, everyone the opportunity to dress how they want to. Right. But also to look at the community of people who are differently able to as human beings and not as deformities. There yeah. is nothing wrong with them. I want you to, to approach somebody that has a challenge and ask them how their day is going. Mm -hmm. meet and greet, be smiles, be nice, engage, please, folks. There's so little engagement going on. There's so little communication, a great deal of assumption and judgment. It's time for us to engage with one another. And if, you know, nothing else, if, if you know somebody who's got those challenges, find out where you can get this clothing. Find out, you know, um, what kind of clothing they can have. If you work for an association where you have Anybody who has challenges that can't maybe afford the clothing, there's a great fundraiser for you of getting that clothing for them. You know, let's just broaden our consciousness and open up more to we are all human beings trying to live a life and live our meaningful purpose here. And everyone has a purpose, no matter who you are. Your yeah. purpose was to change the world uh, of disability into one of dignity and respect. And it is an education to us and it's a liberation for them. 
So mm -hmm. thank you so much for what you have are doing and what you continue to do. Now, thank people you. people want to get hold of you. So how do they get hold of the ticket? How do they get hold of Gamut? How do you know? How do they get to be a part of this or inquire, even if they're Absolutely. interested in anything? So on the Runway of Dreams side, you can go to runwayofdreams.org and click on the contact us. Uh, there will absolutely be information about the show should anybody want to come or volunteer opportunities. On the gamut side, uh, we would love to have anyone with a disability come join us on this plate. Again, it's only uh, people with disabilities that we represent. Mm -hmm. um, it is our focus and our core. Um, the opportunity for submissions will open up again in September. So keep tuned on that. And also you can find out all the different uh, services that we provide from a consulting perspective. And absolutely, please follow us on social media, Gamut, G-A-M-U-T, Management, and Runway of Dreams. Right. And of course, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the, uh, under the Runway of Dreams, and the same with the GamutManagement.com, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. And I've yeah. got one of your YouTubes up there where you were talking about Gamut Management and what it does. And, you know, folks, please, it, it's time to look at life differently. It's time to treat each other differently. But when you know somebody, whether it's just aging, the arthritis or whether somebody's had an accident or somebody's in recovery, got a broken leg for, for six weeks or whatever, and they still want to dress differently. The, this is this is what it's about, right? Making Absolutely. it accessible that no matter what your obstacle is, there's a fashion there for you, right? And you do not have to get left behind. Nobody gets left behind. No one. Absolutely not. Not under my watch. Good, good. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you for what you do. Thank, Thank you, you, Sarah. Thank you for having me on the show. My pleasure. Thank honor. you to Oliver for putting you on this path. I know. That's what I say to him all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because you never know when that pivot of that redirection, I talk about it all the time, that redirection that comes along that sets you on another path altogether. Allow it, folks. Don't fight it. Go with it. It's there for a reason. You never know what impact you're going to have on society. And just look what the impact you've had. Way bigger than you ever thought it was going to be. And this is still scratching the surface. There's so much more. Agreed. Thank you so much, Mindy. And to everyone else Thank out you. there. Thank you. Please pay attention to the people out there that are differently able. They are just differently able. They're still beautiful people, heart and souls. And if you want to be a part of the fashion industry, if this is inside you, you know, not, I want to include that. How do I do that? How do I design for it? You know which organization to go to. Okay. So next time, folks, until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.